0: You're listening to the Diabetic Running Podcast, helping people run their blood sugars one workout at a time. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to episode 6 of the Diabetic Running Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Fody. Today on the show I have Benny Madrigal. Benny and I have an absolutely incredible conversation about everything diabetes and running. Benny's story is truly inspiring and I hope you get just as much out of it as I did. Once again guys, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the show so you can get new episodes delivered straight to your phone every week. Also, if you'd like, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the Diabetic Running Podcast. If you're anything like me, you'd like to have something to look out while you listen. Also, I'd like to give a huge shout out to Team Nova Nordisk. They were really helpful in getting me set up with Benny. And if you haven't visited their website, go to teamnovanordisk.com and learn about the all-diabetes sports team of cyclists, triathletes, and runners spearheaded by the world's first all-diabetes professional cycling team. They're comprised of nearly 100 athletes over 20 countries and do 500 international events each year. And I have to say, one of the biggest reasons I'm inspired by Team Nova Nordisk is that they share the same mission that the Diabetic Running Podcast does, to inspire, educate, and empower people affected by diabetes. So once again, you can learn more about Team Novo Nordisk at teamnovonordisk.com. And Without further ado, here's my conversation with Benny. Hey, everybody. I'm joined here by Benny Madrigal, who's a type 1 diabetic. Um, Since he was 22 years old, he's an elite marathoner, has won races like the Santa Monica North Face 50. Actually, I don't know if it was the North Face 50. You'll have to correct me, Benny, if I'm wrong on that one. I think it might have been like the the 15-25 or marathon distance, but and has also won the D.C. 2013 Marathon. Um, Benny, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, and so uh,
0: you can stop me right there. And so I think on your bio on the Team Nova Nordic site it mentions um, that you had won or set a course record at the North Face 2012. Um, But it didn't specifically – I couldn't find which distance that they were referencing. So um, So
1: I I normally – I guess – if you're going to the North Face challenge I, I take the easy days where it's like the marathon or the half yeah okay um, so I've been fortunate to win several of the North Face uh halves uh, the DC marathon and and usually with the course record on the trails uh I mean mountains to beach marathon on the roads I was able to win there in 2014 and I uh, just you know You have, I've had some good days and I've had some days I learned from, so. Yeah. And so, and I know there's a lot of North Face races, but
0: is that the North Face like every December in San Francisco?
1: You know what? I I haven't been able to do the San Francisco one yet, even though I'm I'm actually, I would say pretty local. The ones I have done are the DC in June, uh, the Atlanta, like, uh, I guess early fall. Yeah and a few others, but yeah, I don't know why I haven't been able to get out to the San Francisco and that's the closest one. I'm usually doing uh CIM or just another race around that time. That's incredible. Yeah.
0: You think of, you know, diabetics that are also runners and you think of like people that are just out there, you know, doing it for them, but it's crazy that you can go out there and, you know, not only compete, but win. it's insane, <laughs> do you get that a lot? Or am I like, you know, an odd, Person for asking
1: no you know what it's uh it, it's just something that I, i've been racing and, and running and training and actually just been involved with sports and since, since i can remember uh, i mean anything from volleyball to wrestling to i've just always loved um the atmosphere the competition and and being able to push your body so getting to you know, some races where you go and you have a, a chance to podium. It's awesome. And then crossing the line with diabetes. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, now you're representing a, a huge amount of the population. And I, I think it's, it's just great. Cause then you send the message of, you know, I have diabetes or, you know, and, and being able to compete at, at that level or being able to go and, and win a race. Uh, not that I, I go into any race saying, you know, I'm going to win this, uh, I try to go off of training and see, you know, just run smart races more yeah. than anything.
0: And so you're from Madera, California. Is that where you're at now? Do you still live there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've actually been here for most of my life.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a great place to start. Um, it's kind of where you're at now and how that transitions into your running. And so you're diagnosed at 22 And if you could talk to us a little bit about kind of how that story evolved, you know, when you started running and how that turned into, um, you know, a diagnosis, not that, you know, you controlled that, but kind of how did your running evolve, you know, before your diagnosis through your diagnosis and then afterwards?
1: I think the, you know, the relationship with running, I, I mean, I started running as a 13 year old, uh because i was too slow on the basketball team and i loved to play basketball uh i think everybody wanted to be like mike at that time right michael jordan was out there and uh playing for the bulls and i just i feel like all of the us wanted to play basketball or was just like huge fan of it because of that and i kind of jumped in on that and just with friends we're playing all the time uh, I started running at 13 to get in shape for the basketball season. Our basketball coach was was a coach, and uh, something clicked. I liked it. I was actually second to last in my first race. Uh, I just, you know, just trained and got better and got better. I remember that summer just putting in a lot more miles than I was ever used to. Uh, when I say a lot more miles, I I had this. Coach, he he gives me a call and he's just like, hey, you know, you want to run? He was a family friend and he wasn't my coach, but he just asked me, you want to run on Monday? I was like, yeah, I'll go run on Monday. So what he didn't tell me was that we were running nine miles. And uh, that's that's my first like long run ever. It was, you know, the furthest I ran before that was three miles. And I thought that was a long time. but, But I stuck on them because I had a fear of dogs chasing me and biting me. So, I I felt (laughs) I should stay with him. So, going from that initial first long run, I remember getting home and just feet felt like they were on fire. And I don't know what it was about that, but I just, I I love the challenge. And I don't know if it was that I had a hard time saying no or that uh, I thought I was going to, you know, that was going to help me for the next season. But uh, he just tells me, you know, when we finish, he's like, And again, I'm in this huge amount of pain and I I don't want to show him I'm in that kind of pain, but I had a stubborn, you know, teenager and he just says, uh, let's do it again on Thursday. And I just look at him like same thing. And he's just like, yeah. So he was a big role model in getting me on, getting me started as I guess local coach Fieros. Everybody here knows him just because he's, I mean, he could retire. He just chooses not to he's almost 70 and still has crazy routines like that we just go out and the guy he looks the same as when I met him at 13 years old but uh, my relationship with running has changed from wanting a college scholarship you know running because I wanted a scholarship or you know there's different periods I've always loved to run but sometimes it's felt like a job and in high school it sort of did because Everybody was like, Well, you gotta hit these times to get looked at, or you have to do this and that to get looked at. So sometimes um you know, you get in the workouts done and Mm -hmm. it just just felt like a job. But on Sundays I would do these long runs just for fun. Like I wouldn't even tell my coach at that time. But I would get with a couple guys, they'd go out to the trails, and I would just love that, like I just remember being like Saturday kind of just beat, like I don't want to run, I don't want to do this and that, and then I'd get out to the trails, and then it's like every week was a reset where you're running for 90 minutes to two and a half hours. And I don't know, something about those runs just kind of like reset my, I guess, relationship with running. And I would be ready for Monday. Monday was like mile repeats or something, and I would come in, and sometimes I'd be dragging. The coach would say like, are you okay? And then I'd say like, "Well, I just ran seventeen yesterday." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: and so what did you, you go? But, what did you run in high school? What, what just cross country, or did you also run track and uh, cross country
1: you... track? Yeah. So I I ran the you know it's a four sixteen miler. I I did a uh, wow the two mile on track the eight hundred. Uh, I wanted to be part of this four by eight so bad, and I told. You know, I told my coach where I was already doing three events at Arcadia Invitation. I was like, just put me on the team. I'll break two minutes. And I've never broken two minutes. So uh, that day I did. Uh, I wanted to be part of that team so bad because I just wanted them to place well. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could do it. And uh, I remember that was my first time breaking two minutes <laughs> in high school. I was used to doing the mile or the two. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, finally get the college scholarship. I ran for uh, a small school, but the only school that promised that uh, I would have the scholarship till graduation. So things go well, but throughout my throughout my running times, I always, some always happen. Like, I, I don't know what it was, but when I took time off, that's when I felt the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we would do repeats, I would always feel better towards, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth one, especially towards the end of college. Yeah. And then there comes the, you know I get diagnosed with diabetes and had been feeling so bad for i mean a long period of time so you were out um, of, you were out of college when you got diagnosed, though, or was that right at the end of college for you yeah, it was towards the end of college, and I was just trying to figure out what was going on yeah and, so what uh, was that your junior year senior year or? senior year senior year, and you know i've, I've had, had a, i would say pretty successful seasons. Um, as, as a collegiate athlete, uh, we were our first team to go to, to nationals as a team. Uh, I made it individually three out of the four years and, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun. I mean, I was really enjoying running. Uh, I just, you know, like being out there, getting away from the classroom for a bit. Yeah.
0: And what, uh, what college was it?
1: Uh, Fresno Pacific university. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was just about actually 35 minutes from my hometown and small, uh, Christian based. Uh, I'm Catholic, but I kind of like the, you know, just what, what they talk about every, you know, you start classes with prayer, uh, just learned a lot, you know, you, you kind of go through the Bible and, uh, I kind of like that perspective of learning in a different way because you connect everything that's going on out and, kind of logical nobody forces you to say you know like to change religions or pick right i remember well part of that team you know it was kind of strange but we had guys from all kinds of religions and we, we all came together on the same team on a christian team on a christian campus and uh everybody was accepted and you know we we hassled each other sometimes but you know for the most part we're teammates and uh, we were people, so we respected each other for, for that. So.
0: Yeah. So how did you end up getting diagnosed? I mean, I've, I'm sure you saw a lot of the usual symptoms, but kind of where were you in training, and how did that, how
1: did that end up playing out? Uh, training was going pretty horrible, so <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and I, I, again, you know, you don't know you're getting diagnosed. You're starting to lose weight, and I'm like, huh, maybe this is gonna help. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, oh, if I'm losing, yeah. weight I was the same, pretty way. fast uh, you just keep losing weight. You keep losing weight. And I was 135 pounds. I, I went to 117 pounds, Wow. uh, and started looking, you know, just pretty bad. And believe it or not, I still didn't cause I was working. I was, you know, I had so much distractions that, uh, I think it's a mentality my mom gave me. It's always like, just, you know, you got to do what you got to do and you got to keep moving, whatever it is, you know? Um, and I've always tried to think positive. So I don't know if it helped me because I could have been diagnosed sooner. So I just kept prolonging it. And then finally, uh, my eyesight just got horrible. Yeah. So, um, when my eyes start going bad, I start getting, you know, these dizzy spells and I just wanted the doctor. Well, it was the ER. I ended up being there for nine days. They're going over all kinds of studies. Well, we're just making sure, you know, we think you might have diabetes, but.
0: Nine days? Uh, so you didn't,
1: you didn't leave the hospital for nine days? Well, I wasn't supposed to leave the hospital for nine days. Oh, wow. But I was about wow. about day five. What I know about diabetes is, you know, you have to have your sugars good. You don't crash because I'm still learning. I don't know too much about it. I know all the best stuff the media tells you. Yeah. Right. Like, don't eat this, don't do that. So, um, I told my mom one day, I was like, bring me my running shoes and some shorts, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, don't you bring this. them?
1: I have my medical bracelet on and I feel like just like a goofball. So I just change and I, you know, the nurse just comes, checks everything and uh, I go through the back doors. Like, there was a park about, three miles away that you know it's woodward park so california state championships for high score there and it's it's just a nice park so i, I ran there and i knew i had about an hour before somebody went to go check on me so i <laughs> ran there ran back you know took a shower laid back down and i just felt like i was you know being sneaky and yeah whatever so um that run had to have felt it, great though.
0: Because I mean you're here you have been training for months and months, probably with no next to no insulin, and then all of a sudden now your blood sugars are under control. How did that first run feel? And were you nervous it, about dropping until you passed out?
1: You know what? I I was nervous and that scare kind of stayed on me for, you know, now that I, I you know, I'm more aware of managing numbers and kind of paying attention to, you know, not crashing and and, you know, there's technology like CGMs, yeah. uh, continuous glucose monitors. I mean, I have, I, I feel weird because I went two years without one. And, you know, we didn't really have any issues. I was able to just, I was pricking my fingers anywhere from like 12 to 17 times a day. And Oh yeah. just making sure I was, I was managing my numbers, making sure, like, I just wanted to see where I was headed, where I was and.
0: Yeah, you have to to test so much to do that. I think right after I got diagnosed, I was still trying to run, and I think my record for one day was 25 times. I checked it 25 times manually before I got my CGM, and then I was like, it was like a weight was just lifted off my shoulders that I don't have to like stress so much about. Okay, am I steady or am I moving up or am I moving down?
1: Um, Yeah, though, but those patterns are, I mean, those are valuable information if you want to have a, a successful workout.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And so you're in the hospital for nine days when you finally get out, what are you doing? Are you, I mean, did you try and jump straight back into running or did you take like a break from everything or?
1: Well, I had, um I had a doctor that I, I wasn't the biggest fan of, right? Cause I, I, I always try to be positive. I always, you know, I've been, uh, I think I've been pretty strong about just taking you know dealing with bad news what do you do instead of trying to blame something you say all right what do i do now right so yeah. a lot of times i think you get diagnosed and you're trying to find a blame and uh i'm i'm going out there and i'm like you know what this is what i have at least it's an answer because i have been feeling horrible um so i kind of get my doctors try to just get a team going because i didn't really go to the doctor much before that right. and I guess, Yeah, me you know, i mean <laughs> either felt good I was strong you know you you almost feel unstoppable and I felt like that since I was a kid you know I just you could do whatever you want to do and um, in a way I was pretty scared right you, you you get diagnosed and then everybody starts telling you like oh you probably shouldn't do this and I have two doctors that said the same thing they're like well you know um, you're probably not going to be running as, as fast or you probably be shouldn't because it's dangerous and a lot of these fear things yeah. and i understand their, their perspective as well but at the same time like i did not want to hear that i didn't want to hear that i have limits yeah like i didn't want to hear that uh, like you're broken yeah. now. exactly and um i i took a break so i i didn't run maybe for a month and i was just trying to figure out my numbers trying to stay stable and yeah just figuring it out so i finally said you know what i'm I'm gonna get out, and it was a five-mile run. And the reason I remember it real clearly is my my eyes were still not great, but um, I made this turn less than a quarter mile. There's a CVS, uh, and there's there's a sign kind of like you know milk on special or whatever the sign said, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't I couldn't really read it clear on my way out. And then uh, when I you know, on my way back before I made that last turn, I saw the numbers pretty clearly. I don't know if, you know, I, but it, I just, I just said, you know, I I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what, running is going to help me. So you um, couldn't see it on the way out
0: and on the way back, you're like, I think my vision's like incrementally better.
1: It is significantly better. It was really blurry on the way out. Yeah. And I'm, interesting. yeah, I've never had to wear glasses and, um, you know, I actually, I got my eye exam done uh, about nine days ago, and they're like, "Oh, you got eagle eyes!" And I just loved hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I think um, exercise just has a priceless gain on on balancing, and you know, besides, I enjoy it. Uh, I just think it has helped me out a ton in, in my control. Yeah. And I think uh, Phil yeah. Sutherland says that the the least prescribed best medication right it's working out and uh, I really took that to heart because I remember he said that somewhere and I just kind of stuck to me like you know it's it's something that I'm used to something that I've always done and I don't want to change that and you know whatever it is that people were getting diagnosed people get diagnosed and whatever it is that they love they, they really shouldn't stop doing it because of diabetes like I just feel like now I just have to work with you work with your numbers yeah. you see where you're at and you learn as much as you can, um, just about your body. Cause I, I feel like I know myself a lot better than, than I've ever had just because you have to listen to everything.
0: Yeah. And so, so about a month later you run a five mile run and then at what point do you decide like, okay, I'm going to get back into training and I'm going to start running races again.
1: Oh, after that run. <laughs> yeah. After after the run, I start planning stuff out. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna need a few weeks to to get some miles in, figure out managing numbers and 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 training, and and I I picked my race for about two months. Yeah, what race was that? Two, two months out, it was it was a trail series. Um, it was it took place right below the Yosemite entrance.
0: Mm-hmm. So you guys so are I'm so lucky a- in California to have so many races and access to so much running there i'm in southern alabama so we don't really have anything other than some road 5ks here and there
1: oh i'm gonna make you a little jealous but oh man uh, i'm about an hour and 15 minutes from from the entrance of yosemite here in madera that's incredible which is uh so there's a few there's there's several trails really close by so i'm i'm pretty much at uh, at sea level i'm at 200 and something feet above Sea level where I live, but, you know, within an hour, well, less than an hour, I could be at 4,500 feet or into Yosemite in an hour and 15 minutes. And um, so these races took place. They were every two weeks. It was called like um, Summer Trail Series something. Uh, it was a British guy that was hosting it. So it was just, you know, it's trail racing. So it's not a it's not 10,000 runners. hmm. And I kind of I really enjoyed that because I felt like in a in a way, you know, I was I was hiding from like big crowds. And right I was trying to figure out how this was. And, yeah. and I kept, you know, I I wasn't sharing that I had diabetes. I wasn't talking about it because I didn't want the race. I thought, you know, the race director would be something like, oh, you know, are you sure you want to run this or kind of like what my doctors were. And I went the first the first race that was like an eight miler. Then the next one was 11, two weeks later. Then there was a nine point something and there was, there were always, always off. But, um, so I win for for the four races for the series. (laughs) No big deal. And I was excited because one, uh, like it it was like a sign for me. Like, okay, you know what? I could do this. Mm -hmm. And I, you get that confidence back. So it, I started setting out my training program, and uh, those those few races just kind of put me back on track on saying, you know what, Uh, I shouldn't give up on what I love to do. I know that there's things I have to do now, like, you know, management, and the management's nonstop, so it's sort of like training. I just feel like my relationship with running is a lot of what uh, my relationship with diabetes is. Uh, because there's all kinds of ups and downs. You have your good days, you have your bad days, and then you always just have to figure out how do I move forward and, and figure this out. But those, those few races early on, uh, not just cause I won, but just cause I felt like
0: I could helps. do it. Because,
1: yeah. <laughs> and winning does help. But, um, those trails weren't easy trails. Had you, you been know? training
0: trails or was your training plan mostly on the roads and then you just hope that converted over into
1: trails? Yeah, I was hoping that it converted over to the trails yeah. uh, just because early on, a lot of my training was near home because, you know, you had this fear. Well, I had I had this fear of my doctor telling me I need to be careful that, you know, that if I crash, I can go into coma and you hear all these bad things. And and I just figured out instead of trying to beat diabetes, I need to work with diabetes because uh, I want to be successful. And, and not just my running, but, but in life, you know, I, I have a, a nine year old now and, uh, you know, my wife, family, my, uh, yeah, I grew up with a big family. You know, I got five sisters, my brother and my mom, who's been awesome. We're in the hospital bed and they're all crying, you know, and, uh, they're trying to figure out why it was me who got diagnosed because I've been an athlete all my life and, 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 Things got a little weird, right? Because they're all there. I'm like, man, if I start crying, we're gonna, we're gonna swim out of here. And I kind of just reminded my mom of something she always tells me, which is, you know, God doesn't put anything in your path that uh, you can't overcome. And when I told her that, she kind of just smiled because she's told me that so many times that uh, you know it was nice to kind of use it on her. Um, but I kind of taken that perspective of. You know what? There's a reason. I've met so many awesome people with diabetes, like um, on the team for Team Novo, or you know, outside the team, and most of them, like, they're going out, they're getting things done, and and they're they're pushing, you know, pushing their limits within reason, and and managing their diabetes because you have to manage your diabetes before you you go after any goals. Because if you're trying to uh, go out there with you know guessing numbers or ghost bolusing or whatever it is you know then you're gonna get yourself in trouble. Yeah, but you I see, you I, said I ghost bolusing. What is that? Uh, it's it's like Good. Uh, it it, it's like when people say, oh, you know, uh, they haven't even seen their meal. They take like however many units, and then the meal comes and it's like a salad or something, and then you're just playing catch up or just trying to balance everything back out it's like you know uh it's a it's just taking insulin without really knowing what's going on in your system yeah like maybe without even knowing what your blood sugar is and without even knowing what your yeah. blood sugar is yeah you shouldn't shouldn't do that <laughs> yeah it's a scary thought right but I, it's uh i've ran into a couple people that that do that and it's kind of it's scary you know because i'm like a, I like to be pretty specific on, on everything. And, you know, it's not an exact science. Yeah. I'm sure you've been aware of that. <laughs> since do, you think it, do you think it's different for people like us
0: who get diagnosed in our 20s as opposed, as opposed to people that get diagnosed when they're, you know, two or three? Cause I, I feel like people that are more comfortable doing that maybe are people that, you know, just have had diabetes for so long that they're just, not that they're burnt out with it, but maybe they're just so comfortable with it that they know like, Hey, I can eat this meal and it's not going to matter.
1: Well, yeah, uh, I would say, like, the people that know kind of like, well, I'm eating this, they have their routines, right? But a a ghost pose would be kind of like just random uh, shots or whatever. But um, I I think whether you're diagnosed early or late, um, it just, you know, diabetes is what it is, and, I, I, you know, as a kid, I can't imagine – getting that cause then you have other battles, right? You're going to school, um, you're, you're doing a lot. You know, this, there is a routine, but at the same time there's so much more cause there's, you know, you, you get peer pressure from kids. There's all this teasing and things like that. And yeah. not, um, I mean, I coached a, a young lady and uh, she's, she's at UC Davis. Now it's her first year, but she ran with, with type one, I, I I coached her as a middle schooler and then I moved to the high school and she was there as well. So I got to see her six year progress and it was pretty amazing to see, you know, but I, I, I think that kind of let me see that, you know, attitude is, is really everything when it comes to being, being successful. So just having a positive attitude and not, you know, not that I'm happy all the time, like, Oh, I love diabetes, you know, (laughs) give me some more, but, um, but it's, it is what it is, and you got to make the best out of it.
0: And so, so you're winning this trail series, um, the summer trail series in California. At what point do you kind of transition that into road marathons again? And then, when do you start with Team Nova Nordisk? Like, how does that, how do you make that jump onto, um, you know, being like a you know highly sponsored elite athlete?
1: You know, what a uh, success kept coming. Uh, I, I was running well. And I, I just felt like um, it took about a year, right? Because I got a call from some of the guys on, on this all diabetes team, and that's the first time I hear about it. Because you know, I got diagnosed, but I really didn't know anybody else with diabetes. I didn't know what other hurdles had been approached. You know, I I, I was lucky to read about Missy Foy, who uh, I think she ran like a 240 something marathon and qualified for uh for the trials for the women uh olympic trials and you know for me that was like you know what that's one of my goals and uh knowing that she did it helped me think like you know what if she's doing this there's i should be able to to be able to go after this goal I'm not saying that I should do it you know, I, I, I need to be given a a ticket to go. Right. Right. Uh, I I will at least have the ability to pursue that goal. And I shouldn't stop doing that because I have diabetes. So if it's something that I want to go and push to, right, because it's already hard enough qualifying. I got so many friends are, they're trying to qualify and they don't have diabetes. Right. So it's not like an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think I'm going to get there just because I have diabetes. I know that I have to manage my diabetes and I have to train if you don't avoid injury or you can't get enough sleep, you know, it's just going to be hard for, to make that possible.
0: And so, so they actually, did team Nova reach out to you
1: right after run across America. And, um, I talked to a few of the guys from, from the team and they're like, you know, we're making this running team. Uh, would you be interested? I forget how I, I ran into somebody who knew about these guys and uh they they put me in contact uh one of the guys uh you know I, I get on the phone with and he's talking about, about this and I don't know how comfortable I feel about talking about diabetes I'm like I'm nearly diagnosed um uh, like if I don't want to lead people the wrong way and um I like I felt like I needed more information and I needed to learn more mm-hmm. so um and it goes again from, you know, I wasn't talking about, I feel culturally a lot of times uh, the Hispanic culture, Latino culture, we kind of hide stuff like, because that's not a cool thing to have, right? Diabetes isn't a cool thing to have. So um, I didn't want people to think like it was my fault I got it or I did something wrong because my, my diet was good. I was, a, I was on a full scholarship, you know, I was not going to lose that. I was exercising twice, three times a day. I was you know, managing my health before I had diabetes, so I, I just get diagnosed and a lot of people think that your diet is bad or you did something wrong, you were drinking. For example, a doctor I had thought I was an alcoholic for some reason, um, he couldn't get past. He goes, well, you're an athlete, you're in a honeymoon stage. Uh, he goes, well, you're drinking and partying a lot. I was like, well, I, I told him I don't drink. And he's, you know, he kept going on about that. Yeah. So it just, just bothered me that I was like, well, he's not believing me, so what am I going to do? But it ends up, you know, I, I get together and it was it was just great working with other runners with diabetes and, and chasing big goals. You know, these guys just ran across America. I'm like, man, why didn't you call me sooner? I would have loved to be on that team. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Just, I, I felt like I had some role models. And at the same time, I get on the team and that, you know, I'm one of the fastest guys on the team. And I'm looking at these guys like role models. And then they're telling me like, Oh, how, you know, you're just fast in this. And I'm just like, I, I feel like we all have this, this respect for each other. So the goal of team Nova Nordis is to inspire, educate and empower. And I really took hold of that because I said, you know what, uh, when somebody gets diagnosed, doesn't matter what age you are. Like, we want to make sure we're the best examples. Like, and, and I've really taken that to heart since then, you know, now it's been, I think year six and, you know, working with other athletes that have type one, uh, that have diabetes in general and are going out there and controlling, uh, their numbers and, and living the life they want to live. is just, it's huge because at first I was thinking, like, how do we inspire, educate and empower people? Right. And I think that the, the biggest thing we can do is just chase our goals, be who we want to be. And that alone is just it's big because you're not letting something get in your way and stop you from chasing what it is you want to do or from doing what it is you want to do, whether it's if you just want to go out and uh, paddleboard or whatever it is, you know, like it's something as simple as dancing or whatever, you know, and I say dancing because I love to dance.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, it's just diabetes or being diagnosed with diabetes shouldn't stop you from, from doing that or from attempting goals. Like I said, you know, I eventually want to be, qualified into the trials, right. For the marathon. Is that going to be easy? No, but you know, I'm going to keep training. I'm going to keep going and, and hopefully that happens. Um, That's an incredible goal. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of things I have to do still uh, yeah. and to make it happen. And, you know, I think I mentioned earlier that uh, the lead team for on the running team for the team. We all have our regular jobs. You know, I'm a special education teacher we have guys in construction. We have guys in uh, different fields, medical fields, uh, insurance agents, you know. But uh, the thing is, we all make an initiative where we all go out and train, right? Like it doesn't matter what it is. We have families, we have, we have lives, we have work, but at the same time, we're still going to, go after it and put in the miles because when you go and you compete, your results will tell you how much you've put in the last couple of months or, or not.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned you're the fastest guy on the team, or at least you were when you started the team. At the time, what was your marathon PR and I think you, you had mentioned that you do 5Ks and 10Ks is kind of yeah. where were your PRs sitting at the time and kind of how those evolved yeah. since you've been on the team.
1: Well, I was I was one of the fastest guys. There's guys that do, um, like everybody has like their own specific thing. Like there's guys that run hundred mile races. Like I don't do that, <laughs> you know. Yes. But I have a, yes. a ton of re- yeah. <laughs> so I have a ton of respect for those guys. It's like everybody just brings in like their uniqueness. You know, uh, we're all individuals. Yes, we all have diabetes, but we all have very different lives and ways we approach things. Um, Time wise. Um, I hit my p r with diabetes at two thirty four wow. in boston and then uh a month later I got like a lower two thirty four and one mountains to beach marathon and uh, I've been working to to get that down and I just feel you know just just gotta keep practicing uh, i have had some good workouts i have a one oh seven half which lets me know that I can run a lot faster for a fool and yeah. uh Just have to be smart and, it you know, longer race, uh, better control has to be. And and you are you're 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 at threshold or more, you know, for a long period of time. You're going to be a lot more. You have to do uh, more. You know, hydration plays a big effect. Just all these little things that you have to make sure that you're doing to to stay consistent. But, um, you know, for the. Uh, 1500 you know, college, you can do like 1500, 3000, and uh, I loved just running. I ended up doing uh like 358, 1500, which is very similar to my 416 mile. I ended up improving. I improved by a second. <laughs> yeah, 415, uh, which in the mile, I guess anything a second could be a lot.
0: Yeah. So when you're, when you're running at threshold like that, what do you think the best practices and tips would be for, you know, a diabetic who wants to start trying to run at threshold, you know, not only run, but run fast and run hard, you know, to their best. Um, I didn't know what you could kind of speak on that in terms of, you know, best way to yeah. approach your diabetes and best way to not necessarily management, because I know everyone's, you know, diabetes is very specific to them and no one can manage it the same, but, um, would you have any recommendations for anyone who's wanting to meet yeah. the threshold for an hour and seven minutes like you mentioned?
1: Well, you, you almost got to – okay, so there's always a diabetes management, but the thing is you, it's a training plan. So you, you always see where am I at now and uh, where do I want to be, and you gave yourself a time period. Where do I want to be in three months? Where do I want to be in four months, right? So it's just a progress. It's not. It's not like, okay, this is where I am today. And tomorrow I'm going to just go crazy and see what I can do. Yeah. it It's a, it's a, it's a workout plan. So, you know, like if you're getting ready for a marathon, you want to have at least, you know, preferably 24 weeks, but you know, most people do with like 18 or 16 week plans. And you just say, you know, you always have a starting period and your fitness can improve. and, Like, people can go out and run threshold right now because if you're out of shape, it's easy to get in threshold. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just having a workout plan. You know, um, I use a lot of Jack Daniels' philosophy, or uh, he has his book, it's called Running, and -hmm. he just has a lot of information, breaks down, has really great workout plans. Uh, But I try to work out not like, a person with diabetes. So, if I want to reach certain goals, for example, I want to make sure that I'm doing those workouts. Management comes with that, but it's what would a normal, you know, a person without diabetes look like? So, you're taking goose, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody in the marathons taking goose, not just people with diabetes. And I, I tend to take you know you want to make sure your numbers are good so it's like always being prepared like if i'm at work or i'm running a 20 mile training run like i'm always ready i have some kind of fast acting sugars with me yeah and that's like i'm serious I, I, if i have soup pants on there's probably a goo in those soup pants yeah it's um, like diabetes 101 <laughs> yeah it's like always being prepared right yeah. and i always have my you know my insulin uh, I take long acting and fast acting, so, you know, I'm not not on a, on a pump necessarily. Um, I'm, I'm, I still use a pen, but I always have some insulin on board, you know, whatever it is. So I always make sure I have fast acting sugars with me to prepare for any lows or crashes because you don't want to do that because then it's going to affect your workout. It's going to affect your day and your plan. Yeah. So. Uh, management has to be good, but at the same time, you just have to get certain workouts done to to improve as well. So, uh, I try to work out uh, a tempo, some kind of repeats, and uh, and like a longer run every week. So, three workouts a week, not workouts because sometimes a long run is just you know time on feet. Yeah what are yeah. your What are your weekly
0: mileages? Do you, I mean do you have goals that you shoot for, or do you? Do time beat yeah. like you mentioned?
1: I do have goals. For example, if I'm doing a thousand meter repeats at you know like five k pace, and if I'm doing like mile repeats at five twenty pace, then those are specific, right? Yeah. Uh, most days I'm just trying to get more miles. Leading up to the Sacramento Marathon, uh, CIM, recently. I probably did the least amount of miles a week. I averaged like 65 miles a week. Yeah. And, you know, normally I can get more in. Um, I just had, you know, I got married in July. Congratulations. Uh, Yeah. So did I. (laughs) Oh, congrats. Yeah. So I was July 15th. What were you? I was a week before you, July 9th. Okay. Marriage, uh, a house and I, I, my, my work. So I, I, I changed sides for, for my job. I got a house, I got married. And uh, I just, I just felt that realistically, I was breaking down trying to get more miles. in. so I just, I I backed off a bit. And um, I just put a realistic plan because I wasn't sleeping as much. So man, my recovery wasn't going to be as good. So I just had to put something in place where I was going to be successful and not break down because I want to show up healthy to the line and not, not to be that because then, you know, you're not going to get the most out of yourself. So, yeah, that's really smart. And I try to pay attention to everything. And again, you know, if I'm not putting in the miles then I know the time's not going to be there. So I was really realistic with what I could do on on this last one. I ran 247. Uh, I was happy with it just yeah. getting to the line at 65 miles a week, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so what is your next race? I got Boston in April. So my goal is going to be anywhere from 80 to 90 miles a week as I build. Right now I'm still recovering. So yeah, I, I'll start training again. Uh, tomorrow I'll put in more miles and then I'll kind of get back to a routine, getting in some workouts. Yeah, I'm really excited. I, I think, you know, I, I want to be under 230 in Boston and it's, it's realistic. Um, I, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about management, about working out and just getting in those, those workouts, you know, getting in those long runs or, yeah, or the specific, what, um, what day is I see, I
0: need to look on the calendar. What day is Boston? Cause I'm running the Nashville rock and roll marathon, April 28th. And so you're welcome to come out and pace me. <laughs>
1: Nice. Uh, that sounds like a good one. I think they have a lot of bands out there, right, Nashville? Yeah, I want to say every mile or a couple of miles, they'll have like a
0: band and, you know, stations, eight uh, stations for people to stop at and listen to music and, you know, grab a banana half or whatever. I've yeah, never run for, it before, but I've I've had friends that have run it and I've been out to it many times and I just figured this year it was time.
1: Uh, so for Boston, it lands in Patriots Day. So it's going to be. I think two Mondays before that. It's earlier this like the 18th or 16th, something like that. Yeah. I should know. Uh, (laughs) Like I said, I got on on break mode, so this last two, about two weeks, kind of been taking it lighter, kind of getting on the bike, spinning a bit. Yeah. Uh, Just just jogging and enjoying the runs. Uh, Okay. Kind of shutting it down.
0: Yeah, and so who, who is your team that goes with you for these races? Like, is it are you pretty self reliant in the sense that you go and you manage your diabetes and your run and everything yourself, or do you do you ever sort of rely on you know family or teammates to come with you and try and help that balance? You know, that I'd imagine is pretty tough for you for you know a twenty six point two mile race with type one diabetes.
1: Yeah, so for the marathon we're we're pretty much on our own like I have I have my plan uh, if I'm going to make mistakes I try to do all the mistakes I practice you know not that I want to make mistakes but I want to learn from everything that's going on at practice and prepare my myself the best I can so for sure marathon day comes I have plenty of goose on board I don't necessarily rely on the course um, I want to make sure I I know what's going to be the the hydration on the course, you know. CIM had Noon. You know, I was super excited about that. Yeah. Just because Gatorade tends to make my my stomach sloshy and kind of a lot of stuff bouncing around. With Noon, I, I always feel like it's just kind of sets in well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I it just works well for me. Um yeah. but you know, some marathons do have Gatorade so I'm like, okay, you got to you got to know, and I'll train with whatever's on the course. Mm-hmm. Just try to get used to it. I always make sure I I drink plenty of water, but yeah. just I always have a plan. You know, I don't want to show up without a plan for sure. Yeah, is, is, is
0: your is your spouse going to come to Boston with you and try and see you as many intervals as possible?
1: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, we're kind of making some plans and and talking about that now. Uh, a lot of times it's. You know, it's, it's not like I go and vacation in Boston, but um, yeah. I kind of just show up to races and it's, it's just to race. So, I mean, I will check out the town. You know, I've been there. This would be my fourth time, but I, I've always enjoyed you show up, you know, a few days before you make sure things are right. And I've always flown out that same day. So I'm like one of the few marathoners on the airplane getting back home. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, how how many days in yeah. advance will you get there? I'll probably show up there Friday. It's a Monday race, so that's yeah. That's that's plenty, uh, and it's one of the few races where I show up that early. Okay. Other races are, are more local, so
0: yeah. And so, uh,
1: will you be rocking the
0: Team Novinortis singlet?
1: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, the team's making a few changes recently, and uh, I, I really hope we suit up and and we're the team noble kid. Yeah. Uh, You know, whatever, whatever happens on that day, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm representing the diabetes community. Well, yeah, I'm representing myself well, because at the end of the day, you're going out there and it's a marathon. So much can happen. It's a long race and, and you're pushing, you know, it's, you know, you're, you're sort of on your own. Uh, When we, I, I crew a lot for team members that are doing longer races. Yeah. You know, if they're doing a trail race, the hundred mile race, for example, I've crewed uh, Stephen England several times, and that's always been fun. Yeah, uh, did you crew him at Western? Yeah, you know I've got. Uh, yeah, I, I met him at CIM five years ago. Oh wow! Okay. And we both did CIM this last this last December, which is pretty cool. But I've crewed him at a two hundred mile race. I've crewed him at a hundred mile race, uh, several hundred mile races. And, you know, you just put what's out there. You make sure the numbers are well. You, you kind of plan out together. And uh, just, you know, you're kind of taking care of, of yourself. You know, and it's, it's nice to have that. And I like that about trail racing and about Ultras is that you have a team. You have people managing. You have people there, you know. And uh, just like a support team, you know, you got your your, your crew. Uh, in a marathon, I don't really plan on stopping, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, of course.
0: So, what kind of gear are you using uh, on your races? You know, shoes, watches, and then if you want, you could talk about you know diabetes-specific equipment that you think helps you. Like, I don't know if you use belts or handhelds or camelbacks. I, I know for regular marathons you don't, but um, yeah, is there anything that you have to have on some of these runs?
1: Yeah, so like I said, are always being prepared. So I, I take a fast acting. Um, sugars with me So For example I had honey stinger With me this last marathon Right Yeah I try to Just have Plenty of fast acting Just to make sure uh, Where Probably do you tuck that Like do you just tuck it Do you have like a belt That you wear Or Oh no belt So Since I got diagnosed Like all my running shorts Have pockets Yeah <laughs> That's okay. That's something That's changed Probably from diagnosis To after diagnosis Yeah I would say that My shorts you know, all have pockets and that's, that's probably been the biggest change. Yeah. You know? what, cause what I always, sh- I
0: always What shorts do you run in? Like, cause I I, 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 have, mean, I, I haven't really found any great pocket, you know, shorts for running that, you know, don't like just flop around or move around a bunch when I'm trying to, you know, maintain oh, a pace.
1: So Nike has these new shorts out that I've been training with and they're, they're a split short. So they give you plenty, you know, I pick up my my legs well and the pocket doesn't bounce around much and it's it's a racing short it's a sit pocket i could put three four goos in there not have an issue what about like a watch Do you use like garmin or cinto or uh, i like garmin um, Yeah. uh i feel like garmin's the most accurate and it's been i've, I've never had any issues with my garmin and I guess the first editions that came out, yeah, I would go under trees or tall buildings and then switch out, but the new stuff that's out is pretty insane. I mean, I, I love – I use the Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That thing is awesome. Uh, which I'm a smaller frame guy and – So it takes up your whole wrist. <laughs> it's a, Yeah. I, I remember running with it at first and I was like, man, this is like – am I lifting weights? But, yeah, it's like a laptop you know on it, your wrist it's it's pretty light um but like i said you know i'm, I'm a lighter guy and uh, just kind of had to get used to it
0: yeah what about uh running shoes does the team does the team have sponsors for equipment or is that 100% up to you guys what you want to run with in terms of shoes and stuff like that it's
1: up it's up to us um on on the shoe end and i i like the the boost material so the adidas uh, adios boost mm mm-hmm. mhm And the material doesn't change depending on temperature. So if you have, like, regular EVO foam and you're running a cold marathon, like, that's going to be a little bit stiffer material. Right. But the boost will keep its consistency. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. We'll
0: go into kind of the last section here, which uh, is called the Tempo Talk section. It'll be a bunch of random, hopefully short and quick questions for you to answer. Sometimes people get... You know, um, caught up in some of these and want, we want to talk about them for a while, and that's fine too. But um, I'll go through these and then, you know, I'll let you go. I appreciate all your time. So um, the first one is uh, your go to pre race meal and after race meal.
1: Okay. Like I think that. before race, before race, there's, you know, there's more strictness to it. Uh, and that's going to be, Anything that can break down fast. Like, I do not want to have to go number two during the race. So, simple carbs. (laughs) Uh, Usually, I I always kind of laugh about it, but, you know, there's the diabetes management part. But then there's, like, you know, I don't want anything that's going to take forever to break down in my system. But I I try to eat maybe four hours before a race to have stuff, maybe three hours. But I don't want to have to be playing, like, catch-up or anything with blood sugar. So, I try to stay as stable as possible. But I like... Bananas, oatmeal. Uh, sometimes I don't even eat much before yeah. before racing, but I want to have at least a banana. Okay, after and race whatever meal. it is, after race recovery after, indulgence meal. Oh, after race meal. So I had no more rules after race. I'm gonna eat whatever I'm craving. Yeah, I feel like I've been so good during training that now I'm like, whatever it is. Uh, I was with my wife, Stephen England, my daughter, and uh, we we were at uh, this this chain, and they had a burger. It's called the Widowmaker, <laughs> which my wife really didn't like that title, but it's just a burger. It had it looked good. It had some avocado, some bacon, and even some onion rings. So. I mean, there the rules really stop the day after like I tend to make pretty good food choices, but I feel like after a big race, like if I'm craving something, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. So
0: you're you're saying your post-race indulgence has been a giant burger.
1: Burger, pizza, yes. or Yeah, it's I mean, if if I'm craving it, I'm going to eat it and you know what? I uh, I'm going to take a break from thinking like too much rules.
0: Yeah. Next question. So real sugar or artificial sweetener?
1: Real sugar. Uh, I real sugar or or none. Uh, nice. I don't uh, that seems to I, be I, the I really, consensus. Yeah. I've really stayed away from artificial. Uh, I remember being diagnosed, I was like, I have to have this or I have to have these like diet this, diet that, but I've really moved away from that and I real sugar or or nothing.
0: <laughs> If you could run with anyone, past, present, or future, for like a long, slow Sunday run, who would it be? (laughs)
1: Uh, Kipchoge. You know what? Oh, that's a perfect answer. is a guy just, you know, the breaking two was going on, and I've been a big fan for for a long time, Uh, and I just feel like the way he talks, the way he sees, like... You know, he's so like epic that I feel that I would just, I don't even know if we'd talk much during this run, but I just feel like just going out and having a run, you know, for a while would, would, would feel pretty awesome. Favorite
0: food you'd eat a huge portion of if you weren't a diabetic? Italian foods. (laughs) Just a giant plate of pasta. Just no, no question. Just eat the whole plate plus the bread.
1: You know what, yeah, you know, uh, I feel like uh, carb loading has changed so much since being diagnosed that it's like, I feel like if I manage my numbers the best I can before races, that's the best thing I can do. Yeah. So, I mean, I still have, but now I've been like, I eat what I want. And uh, the only thing I kind of stay away from is things that stay in your system long, like red meats 24 hours before. Yeah. Like not too much. Things that kind of just sit in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too much cheeses, not too much, you know, just I want to make sure that whatever I have in my stomach, it's, you know, like I said, I, I want to make sure everything's out of my system. So yeah, okay. uh, anything that I could eat a lot of, oh, I, I love trying new things. I love seafood. Okay. Something you wish everyone knew about diabetes. It, it shouldn't limit you. Yeah. Um, I think that everybody should know that diabetes should not limit you or stop you from chasing what it is you want to go after. Right. If you want to be a great musician, artist, you know, uh, for me, it's, I just want to be good at different things. I want to be able to enjoy life. And uh, I just feel that diabetes shouldn't limit you.
0: Okay, and and I think for you, this might take you into the next and last Tempo Talk question will be, what's your advice for someone who is a runner and just got diagnosed, kind of like us, or, um, you know, someone who's been a diabetic for years and years and is wanting to start running?
1: I think a lot of people get scared, you know, they they think like, well, I don't want to run crazy miles, and you don't have to, everything starts with a step. I think the simplest question, or sorry, simplest answer I could give you is that, everything starts with a step. People say they can't run a marathon because they look at the end result. Yeah. But if most people look at training plans and they're like, wait up, I'm doing like 20 minute runs to start with. Like most runs aren't crazy long runs. It's kind of just a little at a time and, and building. So absolutely. and, And anybody can do it. I mean, if you can run a mile, you can run a marathon because it's, it's progressive it's a plan it's just it's managing your training and making sure that you're not you know you're not doing any superhero workouts because everything builds on each other and uh, and I feel that uh, whatever the goal is or you know if if you want to get into weightlifting for example like you're not gonna start benching you know 200 pounds you're gonna start adding weights progressively and over time but yeah. kind of like running if if you can go out and you can go and, and just run a mile then you can run two then you can run three then you can run you know a marathon 20. yeah or you can run a hundred you know well benny i i can't thank you enough for being on the show
0: today and i know it means a lot to me and i want to say everything that we've covered has been so helpful for someone who is wanting to start running or has been a runner and just got diagnosed um before I let you go, where can people follow you and keep up with, you know, Benny's progress and his training and Team Nova Nordisk? Where's the, the best platform to do that with?
1: Well, uh, I have a, a, some social media, you know. Um, my name is Benjamin Madrigal. I have the Benny and the Jets song changed my name to Benny when I was in middle school. <laughs> I, I didn't even know what the song was. My coach yeah. started calling me Benny, but uh, Benny Madrugal or Madrigal Benny, so it's either on uh, Facebook, or Instagram, uh, Twitter, and I tend to, every once in a while, kind of just share, you know, what I'm doing, what my goals are, with the new year coming up, I want to say, you know, uh, goals change every year, very similar, but it's always improving myself, improving my running, improving my life, you know, I, I feel like, managing diabetes is about balance, but managing life is about balance. And, you know, I want to be the best yeah. husband, dad, father, brother, you know, uh, all around. And every year I just want to get better. And, uh, I, I believe that, uh, I put that a lot on my social media, you know, most of my social media isn't too personal. I tend to talk a lot about, more, more about training, more about workouts, more about just successful. You know, my last post was about a seven eight ingredient pancake that I made for my family yesterday. So it's uh, yeah. It's about eating good and um, eating uh, everything I want, but not too much. So it's uh, you know eat colorful foods, but at the same time not too much.
0: Well, awesome, man. Yeah. Once again, thank you so much for being on the show today. And for anyone who hasn't been on the team in Open Nordisk website, um, you can get on there and you could follow all the individual runners that are on the team as well as Benny. And you can see a question and answer with him where he uh, talks about a lot of the stuff that we talked about today. And for anyone who, you know, doesn't have a platform to start, you know, using for motivation to get out there and run, get on the team Nova Open site. And you're going to get introduced to a lot of guys like Benny who are just absolutely incredible athletes while also balancing type 1 diabetes. So, Benny, thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. And, you know, there's so much technology that's going to help us manage our diabetes. There's so much things So just get together with your doctor, find what works for you. I feel like it's so individualized that uh, what works for one might not work for another. But uh, you have podcasts like yours that are going to help just get it, good ideas and you you know just you have to keep that that talk with uh, your medical team but at the same time there's all kinds of cool stuff out there you know teamovernors.com cool podcast uh, you have uh you know just whatever it is you're doing just make sure you stay positive in attitudes everything
0: hey guys that wraps up my interview with benny Once again, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the show. It's the perfect way to make sure you get fresh episodes delivered straight to your phone every Monday. Also, make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the Diabetic Running Podcast, or visit me at thediabeticrunningpodcast.com. If you think you or anyone you know would be a perfect interviewee for the show, make sure to reach out to me on any of those platforms and tell me a little bit about the story you think that we should share. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to Episode 6 of the Diabetic Running Podcast. I'll see you guys next Monday. Happy training.